Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has over 120 podcasts containing information about aviation technologies and pilot experiences for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 2,200 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology, telecommunications, and aviation industries. This Plane Talk episode is graciously sponsored by MyGoFlight. Founded in 2010 by passionate aviators, MyGoFlight is recognized in the aviation space as the premium brand for those who fly. As aviators, the folks at MyGoFlight understand how important it is not to cut corners because doing so creates risk. From kneeboards to all of the different iPad mounts, cases, cradles, flight bags, luggage, anti-glare glass, all MyGoFlight products are designed to bring the information a pilot needs to see so that they can fly head up, eyes out, and safe. Again, thanks so much to my GoFlight for sponsoring this episode. Well, I'd like to welcome into the Plane Talk cockpit some really cool guys. We're here on location at the Buttonville Municipal Airport uh, in early October, kind of nostalgic uh, days as we uh, clock uh, ticks down to uh, the eventual closure at the end of November 2023. But we have got really cool guys. Dario Matrandola, owner and operations manager, Canadian Flyers, a very cool flight school. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. And Dave Wilson, the chief flying instructor at Canadian Flyers. Welcome, gentlemen. Good morning, Phil, and uh, thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure. Uh, Just to kick it off, for those that aren't familiar with Canadian Flyers, I would say you've been around since 1996, and until the move to Toronto-Buttonville Airport, uh, you were flying out of uh, Markham Airport. Yeah, well, we we've had we had three bases at one point. We had Markham Airport, we had uh, Billy Bishop, and uh, Simcoe Regional Airport. So we were actually at three locations. Wow! And yeah, I just yeah. might add that my son uh, Benji got his uh, license with you guys out of Markham. Great! And Markham was one of the best places because it was your your sort of small, typical like. Uh, you know, uncontrolled airport um, out in the country, which we had several at one time. You know, when I started, there was all kinds, Maple and King City and everything. Every municipality basically had an airport at that time. So they're kind of uh, getting fairly scarce. And, and I think Markham was one of the last ones as far as paved runway. Uh, Dario, you must have seen a lot of change since 96. Uh, when did you get involved in the aviation industry? Well, I went so I went solo when I was 16, and then got my license at 17. Back then, you know, like it was, um, yeah, I did my private license at 17, and then kind of kept going from there. And I was always uh, interested in business, and so I always tried to mix aviation and business together. And hence, you know, like the history of Canadian Flyers goes through not just the flight school, but charters and overseas operations and air ambulance and you know a lot of different things we've done in the 
through the through the years. And what uh, attracted you to uh, setting up a flight school? Well, I, it was the easiest way to sort of get your foot into the door. I mean, I couldn't buy, you know, a 737 and start operating it. So <laughs> you, you, it was, you bought a little Cherokee and started flight school. I mean, I think most companies out there, you know, all these other companies that are all spread out through the country that are charter companies and have turbine airplanes and, you know, small airlines, I think they all started as a flying school. No kidding. And... Uh, you've been operating, as, as we said, since 96. Mm. Currently have 30 staff that uh, is employed. Yeah, we've, yeah, we have currently 30 staff and about 150 students. So um, the overseas project, both Madagascar, Guyana, all the ones we had, like they're all, they've all came to kind of an end. And I don't think I'll be going back to doing any of that, especially after the COVID. But so now I'm concentrating you know, just on the flying school, which was my passion anyway. And that's where my heart is, really. So, number of uh, folks that you've turned into licensed pilots that have probably ended up in, in the left seat uh, for Air Canada. Like, how many folks have come through the doors? Oh, geez, over the years. I don't know. <laughs> Most flight schools I can't even count that. <laughs> count, but they're, yeah. you know, our, our, our former students are spread out all over the different. Uh, uh, airlines, not only in as pilots, but also as uh, flight dispatchers and working in operations. And because we do all that, we did all that training for years, right? Since '96, you know, like our the flight dispatch program has been uh, popular with all the airlines. We get all the airlines. Now I do know. I I didn't ask uh, the uh, probably unpopular question of when you got your license but needless to say you don't have a lot of gray hair so you've got to be pretty pretty yeah. young it's, guy it's, it's called um you know like uh, what's that stuff you put through your hair there <laughs> with a little comb creation <laughs> formula yeah yeah i don't do the yeah. eyebrows oh thank goodness <laughs> so dave when did you start flying okay i started flying in the 90s and the first uh, one of the first instructing jobs i ever got was with uh, dario and that was actually I was working at the satellite base up in Lake Simcoe Regional Airport. And it's after all the different ventures I had in aviation, I came back about five years later, I give uh, Dario a call. (laughs) He recognized my voice and they're looking for some senior personnel and it's been working out ever since. Wow. And what attracted you to Canadian Flyers other than Dario's uh, leadership (laughs) style? Well, you know, Dario, uh, he knew how to keep the safety um, in the aviation, but not lose the fun. And it, w- it was a great atmosphere. And I thought that uh, if I blended my experience of, I'd seen integrated programs and college and university uh, linked programs, I think th- that we could blend both of those uh, structures in together to make something really good. And what's the funnest part of your job, Dave? Oh, the funnest part is still the flying. You know, still the progress rides. We have a style of progress ride at Canadian Flyers. It's it's a little bit more of a support to the student, not just a straight flight test every progress ride. We're actually up there and we're uh, we're actually trying to help them learn. It's more of a training to standard, and uh, I'd say that's the most fun. But meeting you know great uh, people like yourself and holding these interviews and the ground schools and all the other part of it, uh, they're fun too. And do you ever have the, uh, you know, students that you've graduated come back? Hey, I've got 2,000 hours in a triple max. Uh, 
I've had that happening for years and years, and there's no feeling like it. It's just an amazing feeling. I remember coming across one of my students. He was flying a King Air out of Rankin Inlet. And he, he, and he says, Dave, I've, I've up in that King Air, and I still remember things you taught us in the ground school, and it, and it helps, though. <laughs> they don't just remember it, but it actually helps them do their job. And I'm hoping we're just going to get more of that. For those that don't know, Rankin Inlet is in, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and that was just one example. But I've had many people, people working for Sunwing, other airlines that said that somehow the training that I provided, you know, for them really is helping them in their present job. So it's just a great, great feeling. So I guess the big elephant in the room is the closure of the airport and how that's going to impact uh, you, you folks. Yeah, well, we have a good plan, you know, to go to Lindsay. And as Dario explained, uh, the atmosphere that we had back at uh, Markham, it was a great airport. What we see is uh, potentially a revival of that. And we're getting a we're getting an environment that's going to allow us to get to our practice area fairly quickly and operate a little bit like we did at Markham. And like I said, at the same time, evolving with an integrated program and involving a much more college oriented program, but not losing the fun and that uh, camaraderie that existed. And I might add, they've got the best butter tarts in, in yeah. the province. Well, they're famous for that. People fly in from everywhere to get just bring the, get, pick up their butter tarts. The biggest challenge that I suppose you guys are going <clears> to, <throat> and girls, are going to have is uh, getting reservations for a table in the restaurant. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was talking to the manager about that. So we're going to be building a hangar there and a oh, school. Wow. You know, they're, putting, they're building a subdivision across the street. Um, of course, in the purchase agreement, it says that they're moving next to an airport, which so they're getting smart, and they even put a condo there. Like they even built a condo, so uh, it's going to have the uh, by 2025. It's going to have the city water and sewers. So we're we're going to be building in the spring. We're going to be building our hangar and office building, and then the city wants to um, sort of uh, really promote the airport and build the airport up. So. They're going to put a little, some, a little, you know, few dollars into it too, to, and I think they're really thinking of a sort of a, a terminal, a little terminal with the, you know, like a nicer restaurant, same restaurant, just you know, expand it a bit, make it a little bit more modernized. Call it less of a greasy spoon. Shall right, I say. right, 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 right. Hopefully, it, hopefully the prices don't change to a modern <laughs> restaurant because I think they're really reasonable there, and the food is like home home cooked meal, right? Oh, so. It's delicious. A lot of food. people still go in there that haven't flown in. Oh no, most of the people that go yeah. to that restaurant come off the the highway. They're there, off of Highway right, Thirty Five, uh, or yeah, yeah. In, in fact, uh, a few of us were there just last week for yeah. for, uh, yeah. for lunch, and they're friendly. Oh, super. It's a super spot yeah. to uh, yeah. to fly into. So how big is the hangar you're building? Well, the, the hangar we're building is going gonna, is gonna to accommodate at least uh, eight of our airplanes, but we want to build two hangars, actually. So, And then have wow. sort of our school where we're going to – we have some temporary space now, so it'll work. But, you know, we want to have the building onto the – next to the hangar as the school where we have – our classroom, simulator, offices, dispatch area. But right now, the, the manager is really accommodating us with hangar space, office space. I think we have to just remind the uh, Plain Talk audience that ending up in uh, the left seat of an 
Air Canada Triple Max starts with the left seat of a Cessna 172 yeah. flown by you guys. Well, it looks like now they go from the 172 right to the right seat of a, of a big airliner. Amazing. So things Absolutely have changed. Amazing. Things have really changed. So we're really, we're really focused on more now on the professional program to make sure they're kind of ready for that type of transition. And it sounds like the city of Lindsay is really embracing general aviation, the flight school, the really hard work that you folks do day in and day out supporting passengers flying out of Pearson, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Halifax, etc. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been, the mayor's been great, the city council's been great, unlike some of the journey I had before that, which was fairly negative, but they've been very positive. The mayor would like to do a press release when when we uh, move in. That was his idea, and hopefully that you're going to be kind of part of that. I hope. And then when you say the previous journey, you don't mean with the Lindsay folks? No, I don't. I don't mean with the Lindsay folks. Our, our original location was, because we already had a base there for several years, was uh, uh, Simcoe Regional, you know, in Simcoe County. And the, it they were very negative about flight training. They want to be a scheduled airline and executive service. And, you know, education was not a priority for them, which I was really shocked. It's a, a gem of an airport with a big, huge, long runway, a modern mm -hmm. terminal, and very lightly used. I believe mm -hmm. that their strategic plan at talked about 16,000 movements a year mm -hmm. uh, pre-COVID and that with that not really changing. So that suggested a very underutilized environment funded mm -hmm. uh, by taxpayer dollars. And they get a lot of money. <laughs> and, it's, and they're going to keep expanding the airport. I don't know for what. I mean, you know, I was willing to... You know, set up the college program there, and you know, and we were very. It was when we were there it was fine. We had a great relationship with the airport, but um, they decided that they're going on a, a different path, and so we had no luck there. But we were, but Lindsay, the Kawartha Lakes, whatever, which is the official name, was very welcoming, and they're very nice. pro education, and let's build the community. Without sh shaking your crystal ball too much, what's the future look like for Canadian Flyers, your staff, students? Well, I'd let Dave answer that, you know. Since he's younger, he'll be there longer than me. So. Well, you know, I, I really don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. You know, never mind, you know, six months or a year. But I would say that there's every reasonable opportunity and there's every reason to be very optimistic about Lindsay. From the location, I see us keeping you know, a lot of our clientele, because they have a tendency to be on the east side of the city, particularly the northeast. And there's a big hole here now, yeah. right? With Buttonville gone, right. there's a bit of a hole. Absolutely. I, I see an airport where, you, you know, you're barely clear of the circuit pattern and you're almost in the practice area, a place that we can operate very safely, mm -hmm. very, very efficiently. Not taking off over buildings and houses. Yeah, and yeah a very rural area, a place that's yeah. just very safe to hold, um, a, a flight training operation. I'm personally very optimistic, but I'll never try to predict anything. But in terms of the growth, it may not be at a very high pace. We may not grow very quickly, but I think it'll be steady and consistent and turn out to be the operation that we're trying to uh, make. So I know we've all, a lot of flight schools focused on um, piston powered 
aircraft, but a lot of uh, news about electrification and uh, especially some of the work that Diamond has done to um, to create um, electric versions of the DA-40 uh, aircraft. Uh, where, where do you guys see electrification within your world? Well, you know, I'm, my wife drives an Ionic electric car, and it's the best thing ever, best car. I love driving it myself, but I got it for her because every time I moved her car, the needle was on empty. So I said, you're getting electric, no more gas. And you just plug it in the wall when you go inside the garage and, you know, regular outlet and whatever. And uh, and it's so electric. You don't have to sell me on the electric. It's the best, best thing ever. Like the way they run and, and you know, and uh, the, the way they're maintained, you know, maintenance-wise is great. So I think airplanes are going to go the same way, especially for flight training airplanes where they can go up for, you know, a one-hour, two-hour flight and come back. And I think it's going to be really popular as far as that respect goes. For, uh, maintenance is the biggest kind of issue, right? There's, maintenance is always the biggest issue because with all the flying we do on the airplanes and all the parts that we go through, it's, it's, it's a big issue. Isn't it going to be a lot simpler, just uh you know, some batteries and uh, an electric motor as opposed to a, a Lycoming IO360 with thousands of parts inside? Yeah, as long as you can, they can, they can, as long as the batteries, they can make them light enough, which I think that's the kind of the goal, light enough and last a little bit longer. And they have to be, you know, able to charge them within a half an hour or something. That's the key. And I guess the best part is with you building a a hangar environment from scratch, you can make it future-proofed for yeah. that that vision. Well, there's a company there in Lindsay. That's the hangar that's on the other side of the little terminal there. That that's what they do. They build um, those um, personal. They're building personal whatever electric uh, charging stations. No vehicles like okay. flying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to go visit them one oh, day. Oh, super cool! Yeah, wow. Yeah. I'd love to go for a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that they're that, and now they're actually building another hangar, a bigger hangar, because they need a bigger hangar now. So I think they're, they're yeah. So that I think that is the future. I mean, I don't know how much of the future it's going to be for me, but um, you know, besides the cars or whatever. But if for aviation, I think for flight training, I think that's the way it's going to go. They don't want to even make gas anymore so amazing so from a logistics perspective and with some of the stuff as a tenant we've seen from the airport suggesting we should all be gone by the middle of november um clocks ticking must be yeah. a huge task to pack up uh flight it's, school it's an enormous task but it's yeah. an enormous task but um one of the fortunate um, reservoirs of experience that we have, particularly from our past, is a lot of satellite bases. Particularly, Dario himself has seen a lot of moves mm -hmm. with all of the different satellite bases that he has. So, it in every aspect, it's a pretty big move. It is a lot of work, but it's something that's uh, not new to us as a company. And the airplanes are easy. You just fly them out. Is there a temporary base you're going to until the hangars and offices are built? Yes, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be in the main building. We got some space in the main building, and then we have the little hangar where we can set up our maintenance, and we can fit like three aircraft in there. Beauty. Yeah. So when uh, when are you guys getting out of Dodge? I want we're gonna be completely out of here by November fifteenth. I really appreciate you folks jumping into the plane talk 
cockpit. Mm. Any any final words for the audience? We had one thing would be nice is that if you can talk to the manager of the airport and do a draw of what's going to be the last airplane to land here. Okay. I think it should be you because <laughs> you can do a, you can do a podcast when yeah. that's going on. Really appreciate you two folks uh, jumping into the cockpit, well, guys. Thank you very much and for having us. My pleasure. Thank okay, you. thanks for having us and look forward to uh, seeing you at Lindsay. Roger that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode, please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.